This is Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. I'm Christy. I'm Beth. And And we're we're sisters. sisters. We're also mothers, writers, entrepreneurs, and purpose-driven inspiration junkies. You know what we're not? Perfect. Perfect. If you're okay with that, this podcast is for you. We share real-life experiences and the lessons we continue to learn with the hope that it will encourage you to live your most authentic life of purpose. Let's do this, Christy. We're back. Season two. Season two. We have a season two. I know. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We did a, a first season. Yes. A whole first season. We did. We took a little bit of time off. We did. A lot of time off. but <laughs> A little bit more than we intended, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. That's, that's life. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. We took some time, but I think it was some needed time. It was. And it was good to it have was. a break, but it was. it's also really, really good to be back sitting behind this mic again it really is I have missed it so much because Mm -hmm. I love I love doing this for other people but I Mm -hmm. love doing it for myself too I know I was just gonna say that I was gonna say you know we've gotten so many sweet messages about oh my god did y'all quit the podcast please don't and when's the podcast good and I I realize that maybe some other people don't realize this but I miss it too, and I need it too yeah. to be able to talk because even though people aren't talking back, it feels good to have that connection and and sit in this room and and do what we do. And I really have genuinely missed it. Me too, and it's so encouraging when people text you or send you a message or call you or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, and and they say that like, "Hey, I missed mm-hmm. the podcast," or "When are you going to do it again?" You know, um, Stacy, who's one of our listeners, yes. she sent us the sweetest messages and. Um, you know, just said that it was like the highlight of her week. And that just like touches me on a whole nother level because I'm like, it. that's what this is all about. And it means so much to me that, to know that it's important mm-hmm. to her and then that we've said something to help her. Yeah. And then she followed up and I loved it. And she was like, hey, like still waiting. <laughs> so we're, we're definitely going to put this out here. We're going to dedicate this first episode <laughs> of season two, especially to you. Yes. Thank you for being a listener. We love you. We really appreciate we it. Do. So, um, yeah, we've had, we've had, a um, a lot going on. We like, have. you know, time goes by so fast mm-hmm. and before you know it, you know, there's just months and months that are gone and, um, it, it just goes by fast. It, it really, really does. Yeah, and it we've does. had, we've had all kinds of things going on and yeah, good stuff, bad stuff. Yeah. All the yeah. stuff in between. Yeah. That's all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, it's all good in the end because, you know, mm-hmm. You learn from things, you grow from things, or at least you should. Not everybody does. That's right. your choice, whether whether to grow from something or to let it, you know, knock, knock you down mm-hmm. a notch or two. Mm-hmm. And that happens to all of us. But the important part is that you get back up and keep going. Yeah, because good things and bad things are always going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's like you said, how you respond to those and what the end result is. And anything that, that's happened, either negative or positive, um, you can grow from it. Yeah, what you just said about responding, that's really how you respond to something is so paramount. Like when I was younger, I didn't realize that as much. Mm-hmm. The older I get, the more I really try to concentrate on how I react to something. Because if you react to something 
in a really negative way or you let it totally derail your life, it, it will. Mm-hmm. But if you react to something and kind of take it in stride the best that you can, it won't derail your life. Yeah, you can choose to let something consume you mm-hmm. or not consume you. And a lot of times I think we, when something's negative, we tend to let the negative stuff consume us more than the positive stuff, which is yeah. exactly the opposite of what we really need to do exactly is is we should really concentrate and take the negative stuff and stride and say like you said what did I learn from this how did I grow from this and then revert back to all the positive things and the good things and um you know all about reacting to it well because chances are if you do that you'll look back in maybe a week maybe a month maybe Mm -hmm. a year maybe 10 years You may look back at something that seemed really negative at the time, but you look back and see where that was really like a positive in disguise because it either changed the course of your life, it broke or started a a relationship, it it did something in your life that was kind of a turning point or changed something that made your life a lot better than it would have been had that perceived negative thing mm-hmm. ha- not happened that is personally where all of my growth takes place is in the negativity because when negative things happen it, it's when I really have to dig down deep yeah and really see what I've made I'm made of and mm-hmm. you know not that the positive things you can't grow in but I feel like the negative things that are thrown up at us is kind of like a reality check and how you you know, react to it once again. And what you do with that afterwards is where I find my self-growth is how I dealt with failures or how I dealt with negativity and things like that. And I find a lot of growth in those stages of like, you know, just having trials or having negative things thrown Mm -hmm. at you. Well, they say, what is it? The resistance that makes the eagle fly higher. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, really either you know, the, the, the eagle just flies right into that resistance and lets it take, take it higher. And that's what, you know, if we can learn to do that more as humans, we would realize that we would soar a whole lot higher. You know, you just said something about letting something consume you. Um, you know, I have a nine and a half month old Mm -hmm. and he's pretty much consumed. (laughs) (laughs) No, he is so wonderful and has been like the best thing, but it has been, a huge adjustment for our whole family, especially the mama of the family, Mm -hmm. because it's been a lot. It's been a lot at 46 years old, you know, to have two kids in high school and then have that nine and a half month old baby. Um, He's the sweetest, most precious thing. But, you know, your, your, your life is a lot different when you're in your mid forties than when you're younger and you have a baby. So that's well, and just the direction your life was going. I can imagine that was so, so much adjustment because y- y'all weren't far away from being empty nesters, really. Right. Yeah. And it it was not where your life, you know, a lot of times when we have children, it's not, it's, trust me, it's hard at every age to raise children, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It is. But when you already think you're done raising children mm-hmm. and your life takes a totally different turn I mean that is consuming yeah you know it's it's a lot of adjustment so well you know and we have three different age groups of kids you know our oldest is is you know already graduated off on his own Mm -hmm. but he has his own things he deals with and then we have the two teenagers at home you know and one's looking at college and one is just saying did I pass that grade (laughs) you know like um I just want to do what I really want to do I don't care about that did I pass 
and then you have you know the nine and a half month old so that's it's a lot to Mm -hmm. to to uh juggle I guess and manage all of those things so you know the reason I said that is because it was kind of a curveball it wasn't kind of it It was was a really big curveball and so we've had to like um basically rework our lives to accommodate that you know I had somebody ask me the other day just a stranger that I met she said when she found out my situation with the kids she said um so were you excited how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant and I said to be honest with you I said I don't think there's ever been a time in my life when I had so many mixed emotions (laughs) talk about how you react to something there was one side of me that was terrified there was another side of me that was totally elated and it was like you know, somewhere in the middle of that is how I felt probably the whole time throughout my pregnancy and kind of still feel. But, um, you know, it, th- I say all of that because, you know, you and me are all about personal growth. And I think a lot of our listeners, that's a, a, an important part of their life. And I've had to change up and um, sort of refocus and rework my whole life because Mm -hmm. because of that that little sweet baby boy Mm -hmm. because um it's just been a big change and I honestly just now feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to level off a little bit I could see that so that's you know talking about how you react and, and, and all of that. he is the best baby, but he won't sleep. And so you've also... <laughs> he will not. ...been sleep deprived for nine and a half months. Yeah, he's he's so sweet. He has the best nature. Mm-hmm. I can tell he's just going to have a great personality. I mean, he already does, you know, for a little baby. But yeah, he does not, he does mm-hmm. not like sleep. Mm-mm. He does not like sleep at all. So that in itself, I mean, being sleep deprived for nine and a half months, I can't even imagine. It so takes a little bit of a Talk toll. about an adjustment. Yeah. You have to learn to run on a few hours of sleep now. It's all good, though. I've got lots of good stories I can tell eventually. Mm-hmm. So so what are we talking about today? Well, kind of what we're already talking about, <laughs> which is your what mindset and, and uh, you know, growing through things. Yeah. But, I mean, technically, we're, we're talking about the subject matter is mindset yeah. and personal growth within that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's such a... Uh, that's such an important thing, you know, and, and I said, I, I think a lot of our listeners really focus on personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you and I do. We always have. Mm-hmm. We always have. And I, and I feel like the older we get, the more we focus on that because, you know, I think personal growth gets kind of a, um, a bad name, I think, because there are so many people out there and so many people have, um, I guess, kind of taken it and... Not that there's anything wrong with monetizing things, because I think that's great. But I think that there are so many people out there that have taken that and put so many different twists on it and everything. I think a lot of people maybe shy away from it. It used to be self-help. Nobody calls it self-help anymore. Even that, because it was like a negative thing, like, oh, you're a self-help person. So yeah. Now yeah. people say personal development, yeah. because it, it kind of came with like a, yeah. a negative vibe. Yeah. Because I think... You know, I'm like you, of course, monetize, do what you can, especially if that's, I mean, if you're going to monetize on anything, do it with helping people and helping them grow. Yes. But because it, it has become a business. Yeah. Sometimes it seems disingenuous, I think, Mm -hmm. and like, oh, well, this is just something to make money. I mean, not always, of course, but, but like you said, it gets a little bit of a negative tone when it's actually a positive thing. Yeah. 
Well, and I think, um, you know, the way that some people kind of handle that or the, the way that they portray that to other people, um, I think a lot of times it turns people away even more because they sense that lack of sincerity or maybe that lack of um, authenticity. You know, authenticity is like a, um, what do you call the, not a catchphrase, but like not a keyword. A, a trend? Ca- I don't know. I something don't know what like you're that. trying to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't either. I'm back, y'all. <laughs> Only sleep deprived now, so it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> this is going to be so entertaining. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, so I get what you're saying, though. Like, it, it does. Um, sometimes people shy away from it, which is a shame because, you know, it, it sometimes is not in the most genuine way or gets redundant and gets to be the same speech over and over again. Well, and, and, and really, I, I really hate that. But I, but I also believe that when you're searching for something or you, you want something in your life or you are, um, you know, trying to become a better person, I think that you find the things that are meant for you. You find the people, you find the books, you find the podcasts, you find the the blogs, the websites, the whatever, the the coaching series, whatever it is. I feel like when you're genuinely searching, the universe will send those things to you. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. will send you the things that you need. And so it's all good. I mean, all personal growth and personal development and is, you're, I mean, is, is you're just, you're trying to be a better human. And it's very personal, so yeah. it's different yeah. for everyone. That's right. You know, it's it's a that's, very personal that's a good point. journey. So, so anyway, yeah, we're talking about mindset and personal growth through that mindset. So, um, one of the things, like personal growth, may mean different things to different people. Obviously, there's a very technical side to that, and yeah. it can be explained, but we all interpret things differently and there's different sides of personal growth that I think resonate with certain people that Mm -hmm. may not with other people. So for you, what, what is personal growth to you? So personal growth to me is, I I really like what you just said about it's personal. You know, I don't think um, we really always think about it that way. Mm -hmm as far as being like everybody's journey is different. So something may work for me that doesn't work for you. Something may work for you that doesn't work for, you know, Billy Bob or I don't well, know why that, that, was, day. <laughs> that was a, that was a good one. I mean, you could have said Jack or something. But. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton popped in my head for some reason. <laughs> I, I like Billy Bob, I, but I, know, I don't just, know why that's weird. Yeah. Um, but personal growth is just always to me, it's just simply, you're always trying to grow as a person. You're always trying to be a better person. You're always trying to find the things that that make you happier, that make you that that make you appreciate other people more, love other people more, that that inspire you, that help you inspire other people. It's just it's always wanting to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you should you should love yourself and you shouldn't be too hard on yourself. We were just talking about before we started recording where we were talking about giving yourself some grace and being graceful to yourself because in my past I've been really hard on myself and I'm learning the older I get to be a little more graceful and like to give myself a little bit of slack because, you know, most of the time we do the best we can do, right? Mm-hmm. But loving yourself and not being too hard on yourself but also always striving to be a better 
person, to be a more developed person, to be a more mature, emotionally mature, emotionally, um, what's the... You're asking me all these words. I I don't know what you're trying to say. I need some more coffee. Coffee sounds good right now. It really does. Um, Like your emotional maturity. Yeah. Is that emotional IQ kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of thing. Anyway, just always growing. What Mm -hmm. What about you? You take this because I think I think I think you'll do better. (laughs) No, I won't. (laughs) We're going to say the same thing probably in just different words. You know. And I mean, I agree with everything you said because it's it's a sense of not settling. It's like always striving for something better and something um it doesn't have to necessarily be you're striving for something more but you're striving for um more authenticity you're striving for you know to be a better person rather than just striving for more and also being connected to a purpose with intention because it's so easy in life, and I've been guilty of this, to go go on in life and you're just kind of idling along and not really connecting and asking yourself the right questions to propel you towards that purpose and to have intention with what you do. So, I mean, it's it's the same thing that you're saying. It's It's always trying to be better, but also personal growth is to help others grow too. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. to want that for others and to be there and be open-minded enough to help other people strive and, and grow. See, I told you you would express no, that better. You know, no, you told you said something to me earlier um, also that I wanted you to touch on because I liked your take on this. You said growth. It's personal growth. It's like where you grow. You allow yourself to keep growing and branching out, mm-hmm. learning more and expanding you're you're growing you know you I don't think I said that I think you said that better no. I, don't, I don't remember saying that you didn't so. say it in those exact yeah. words but that was basically the gist of what you were saying and I really liked well really, I was really saying you know the the I've never really liked the saying I have arrived because yeah. for me um personally uh I, I feel like if I've arrived I'm dead. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. because that's to me, life is, is a journey. It's not a destination. Personal growth is a de- journey. It's not a destination. And I never feel like I've arrived. Yeah. I, I'm 42 and every single day I'm like, mm, I can grow here. Yeah. I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. And then some days I'm like, I haven't learned anything. I am 42. <laughs> And I still have so much more to I don't learn. Know anything, <laughs> but you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm I'm not good at this. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not. But to recognize, I'm not, I'm not good at life. <laughs> doing really bad at life. I don't today. know how to be an adult at all. Mm-mm. So I mean, I I definitely think that to. I mean, it's in like you said, personal and growth. It's it's just a label, but to really think about that and break that down, it is, it's growing, it's branching out. And you don't just grow like a plant. You don't just grow straight up to the sky. You branch out and you help other people. And you, um, sometimes you do lose some people along the way because personal growth can be lonely. But it also, if you are self-aware and you have some personal growth, you will recognize the people that you can help grow and that will grow with you. Yeah. It's great. So, so yeah. well, where it all starts with me is, you know, there, there's a lot of talk about like positivity and negativity and people are like, oh, just think positive, just think positive. Yeah. 
that that's good. You know, I'm a I'm, that sounds I'm, nice. <laughs> I'm the ultimate. Tell me something real. <laughs> I'm the ultimate optimist. You know that about mm-hmm. me. Like I I can put a positive spin on just about anything, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's good. But let's also be real. We deal with negativity all the time mm-hmm. from other people, from ourselves, from the news media, social media, um, work. I mean, we deal with negativity. It's a real force in the world, just like positivity is, you know. And the cool thing is, is you really don't have one without the other. Like if everything in the world was positive, it wouldn't be positive. Because the only thing that makes it positive is that we have negative. So negativity is not a bad thing. Right. I, I just sorry not to cut you off, but I just I just had a flashback. We didn't plan this before we started recording. We had to replace the batteries in our I'm not technical, whatever that thing is that controls <laughs> with the knobs and stuff. The recorder, yeah. yeah. So, but do you remember you said does that say positive or negative? You were just talking about that, like we put those batteries in. Oh yeah, and that there what was there in order for our little recorder to come to yeah. life. For us to record this podcast, it didn't just have positive energy. It had a negative, too. Exactly. look how I'm getting. It's when they meet. Yeah, they meet. And look what it produces. Yeah. The negative and positive didn't produce something bad. Mm -mm. You like that? Say that just popped in my head. I was like, I got to say this. Okay, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Continue. That's good stuff. So, um, but to me, the key to positive and negative is realizing that you need the negative just as much as you need the positive. So what works for me is to look at something that I perceive as being negative in my life and realizing, this is why I say I'll put a positive spin on something, because when I look at something that seems negative, I realize that if I take the positive thought process and look at that thing that's negative, somewhere in the middle, that is where something good comes forth. Like I I give that control in my my positive thinking to look at that negative thing and say, oh, you know what? This is going to be something good in the long run. And I can react to this in a good way or I can react to it in a bad way. And I always think that you should focus on the good that is going to come from this. Now, if it is something tragic or something bad that's happened in your life, take time, like take time to deal with that and let yourself feel how you feel. Like you can't just say, oh, it like somebody who's depressed or somebody who's lost a loved one. You can't just say, oh, you'll be fine. Get over it. Think positive thoughts. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like okay this, to, to say this sucks yes. and this happened and sit in that with yes. it for a little while. Just don't stay there. Just right. don't stay there. And... I'm also a person, speaking of positivity positivity and negativity, I think you get what you expect out of life. And I think if you have a positive mind frame and go into every day thinking, this is going to be a good day. Everything that I need is going to come to me. I'm going to get that parking spot right in front of Walmart or Target or wherever it is I'm going. <laughs> I don't really like going to either one of those places. No offense, but, um, you know, I don't really I like to shop in Target. <laughs> Olivia does too. With you. <laughs> Olivia loves Target. Um, but, but just having that, that, that programming your mind in a way that says, Hey, bad things are going to have ha- happen. Negative things are going to happen. But in the end, they're all going to be for my good. They're all going to benefit me. And just keeping your mind in that place just works wonders and I mean that's basically how I've gotten through everything in my life Mm -hmm. 
And they're necessary. Like you said, the positive and the negative. It's necessary for there to be negative in order for you to recognize the positive. That's right. I feel like we're getting deep on this subject, but it really is. You can't, you know, you can't have the energy that you need just like that battery Mm -hmm. to bring forth light, electricity, to power up this podcast so we can talk because you what if life was just all positive? How much growth would we really get from that? It, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't it be wouldn't what exist. transforms us. It wouldn't like, we really are getting deep here. No but opposition just about it, though, you know? If everything was positive, we wouldn't know it was positive because there would be no negativity to contrast it. Mm-hmm. So we would just be. We would have nothing to strive for. Have, yeah. And you know, that builds character. Like I mentioned earlier, The negativity is where I found the growth and what I was really made of. And sometimes I found out what I was made of wasn't that great, but it took that negativity to make me realize that. Um, It's like, you know, if you take a child and not that you shouldn't feed positive things into a child, but if all you ever said is that's great, what you did is great, everything's good, then why would they ever strive to be better, you know, if anything that they did negative, you just said it was okay. Well, they're going to be a that terrible human one day if you just do yeah. that. I mean, I, I never think you should talk really down to your kid and you should never be, you know, you should never be a horrible parent like that where <laughs> no. you just talk really bad to your kid. But um, you have to recognize when they make mistakes and explain to them, and point hey, that out to them. this was negative yeah. and what you did. I mean, it can be something like a, you got a little bitty one don't run out into the road. Like mm-hmm. you have to tell them, no, that's, but, but in the end that teaches them and they grow from it. Exactly. And I mean, that's breaking it down on a very like elementary level, but like that's yeah, reality though. I mean, that's just reality. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, there's so many of us out there that have kids or have kids in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I mean, that's, that's a true statement with even your, your, your partners, your friends, um, you know, that same thing could apply to everything, everything in your life, really. So be a battery. That's basically what we're saying, That's right. right? Just be a battery. battery. What people would say if we were like, be a battery. <laughs> That's not exactly a motivational <laughs> speech, but anyway, y'all know what we're talking well, but about Also, now. you have to have whatever the battery, like, whatever the battery is put into the battery doesn't work unless it's put Mm -hmm. into something too. So, Mm -hmm. and it it produces, you know, it produces that energy and it's, it it takes both. And so anyway, that, that is, that is, you know, the thing is that we can be hard on ourselves and be like, Oh, so much negative stuff, stuff happens, but it's necessary and it's always going to happen. And just to say, just be positive is not realistic. Right. So to know how to respond to that and kind of harness the negative so that you can create light is, it's a great thing. It is. It is. And, you know, and that's why um, we need everybody that we have in the world. There's all kinds of kinds, you know, and we need them because that's what, that's what makes up the world. And that's what Mm -hmm. makes certain people stand out and certain (laughs) people. I'm just kidding. I wish y'all could see her face expression when she said that. (laughs) Um, Well, and that's where awareness comes in, because like you said, there are different kinds of people, but you also have to be aware of how much negativity is 
I'm going to keep going back to this battery thing the whole time because there has to be a certain amount of positive and negative. Yes. And you have to be aware your own energy and negativity as well. You can't just look at everybody else and be like, oh, you're negative. No. You have to be very aware that you're not helping that person be negative. Well, you know, and a lot of times um, I've watched this a lot, like even in life, like even in a relationship with two people that fall in love, a lot of times... This is not always, but a lot of times one will tend to be a little bit more of a, a positive person and one will tend to be a little bit of a negative person. Isn't that funny? Yeah, and happens. I think that's why that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are attracted to each other that way is because right there in the middle is where you find that balance and where you find that spark, you know, and that's why I think they say opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Even not with positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Like with me in Nevada, I'm the the dreamer and the this and yeah. the that. And not that he's not, he feeds into that some, but he also keeps me leveled out and right. keeps my feet on the ground, which is, that those are two very opposite things, but I need that because sometimes yeah. I need somebody to keep me grounded. Yeah. And sometimes he needs somebody to be like, hey, let's do this. And you know, right. And so opposites in all of those ways can still be a good thing. Well, and that's why it is important. You said awareness. That's why it's very important to be aware of yourself. You know, be aware of yourself, be aware of your strengths and, and the things that that you want to be better at and the things that you already are really good at, like being self-aware and, you know, kind of being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, let's break awareness down a little bit more because we can say be aware like people say be positive. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is a, a somewhere to start with being aware would you say like just awareness of like we're saying, okay, you're going to go, you're going to recognize the positive and the negative. You have to be aware of the positive and negative because sometimes people aren't, they're just kind of going along and you're not realizing what is feeding in, whether it's your thoughts and your own inner voice, the people around you. So how would you help someone become or help yourself become aware? Okay. So for me, it is, getting into the moment that I'm in, like Mm -hmm. right now, you and I are here Mm -hmm. above my garage in our little office Mm -hmm. with our microphones recording our podcast, Life Authentic. We are, we're talking about all of these things. It's being right here right now and being aware of you and what we're doing right now. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking about yesterday. I'm not thinking about tomorrow, you know, and I I have spent in the past, I've spent so much in my life living in the past and living in the future. So it's like a a sense of being present. It is. Mm -hmm. For me, it is. And being Mm -hmm. aware of where I am right now and just just that present awareness. That's one of the main things it it. is for me. Mm -hmm. It is for me, too. I'll build on that and say, because our personalities are different. A lot of times um, we don't stay self-aware or I don't. I know what self-awareness is, but it's easy for me because, you know me, I'm a pretty social person and I like to talk and it's real easy. Also, with just everyday life, you have, you know, husbands and wives and kids and Mm -hmm. jobs and all of that. There's a lot of voices in my head. I mean... I won't go into that too much. (laughs) What do they say? What are their names? We'll talk about that on a later episode. Um, But, but to, for me, because I am that kind of person, I really have to get alone 
and start there if I feel myself slipping away from like the awareness of, okay, what are my thoughts? And I have to ask myself certain questions. Um, And alone, like for me, it means not scrolling social media mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, I can be doing tasks. A lot of times I'll be doing tasks, but I'm, I'm alone and I'm still thinking and I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting into that place just alone with myself with nobody else's thoughts or opinions. Yeah. Not all the noise from social media and all of the outside world. And then asking myself um, questions. And I think for someone who's just now starting to figure out you know, self-awareness and really wants to be conscious of that. Like asking myself a lot of times, I'll be like, who am I? And I know that sounds crazy because I'm 42, but like, who have I become in the last but, month? Yeah, you're, I mean, I was just going to say, you're a totally different person now than you were five years ago, Beth. Very true. Probably than even a and year so am ago. I. Yeah. Because growth and and situations and things like that changes. I mean, I think that's what life is meant to be. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But just to ask myself, who am I? Like, am I a kind person? Am I a smart person? Am I a caring person? Am I a selfish person? And I'll start there sometimes with just asking myself questions, which does kind of sound like I'm psycho and I talk to voices, but I really do. I just have these little conversations with myself. That's great. I'm going to build on that okay. and one up you. Okay, go for it. See if you because can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think there are two of us. There's like your inner person mm-hmm. and there's your outer person mm-hmm. or your mind. Like your mind and your spirit are two different things. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, if you let your mind totally take control of your inner person, you'll just be walking around like a zombie. Like, mm-hmm. I believe there are so many people in the world today. That, and this is so sad to me, but I feel like they are just like zombies walking around because they're just going through the motions. They're living their life. Actually, they're not living their life. They're letting their life live them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And... What I was going to say, one up you, there's like two of you. And sometimes I I will not only talk to myself, but I'll like almost step out of myself and look at myself Mm -hmm. and say, wait a minute, why do you think she just got so upset over that? Why do you think, why do you think, why do you think she's doing that? Like, that sounds really crazy, but it Mm -hmm. works. Like one of them is better than the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we embrace the one that's not better. You, you know what, what the reason I do that is because then it's very clear to, it's a very clear, you can clearly identify mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, that was kind of silly. That really doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Let, let me, let me be aware. Oh, it, it's still going. Oh, I thought it turned off. Sorry, y'all. Our recorder just lit up. And I- Look, we've had, <laughs> in all fairness, we've had some technical difficulties last mm-hmm. season. One of them was only because we were very dumb. <laughs> that other person was talking. We were being <laughs> self-aware. That zombie monkey brain was talking. <laughs> and um, yeah, so. Um, we're still recording, though. Yeah, that we're still recording. Our, 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 our recorder cut off several times last year, and we ordered new batteries and everything, only to realize that when we ordered our recorder, we had a whole set of rechargeable, nice batteries. Packed and away in a drawer. Yeah. We ordered a whole so new that was, recorder. That was not our brightest mm-hmm. moment, but mm-hmm. anyway, we I think we're good now. We did. See what I did We right did. 
<laughs> okay, anyway, continue on with your thought. You were talking about two separate people and kind of stepping out of well, your body I, I was and just all saying, of that. It's, it's easy if you can separate a little mm-hmm. bit like that and, and, and look at yourself kind of as an outsider, as crazy as that sounds, and say, hey, wait a minute. Why am I reacting? Why am I doing this? And, and then that puts you back into, like I said earlier, the present moment where you're like, okay, let me, let me start over. Let me hit reset. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I mean, you can start over every minute. That's not, that's not weird to me at all. It might be weird to a lot of people, but to me, that is true awareness. Yeah. To be able to separate that because I agree with you that we do have two, two sides and we tend to go towards the other one more than the one that really um, could change everything. Well, because, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're really programmed from the time we're a kid, like from the outside world, we're programmed about everything around us. Mm-hmm. And if that programming is not good, you're just walking around like a clone of every other person and you're not, you're not growing. You're not, you're not adding to the world or society. You're just, like I said, you're like a zombie. You're just walking around, going through the motions. And that, that really is sad. Like that's a sad way to live. I've been there before. I've been in that state mm-hmm. and it, it, it sucks. It's not fun. Well, it's, it's like a vortex that you get sucked into. Nirvana and I were just having this conversation the other day of, of, you know, being sucked into a lifestyle or a certain thing, obviously you have to do certain things to live in the world that we're in. But you got to pay your light bill. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, you know. And so, but but you can go so long in that routine and that mindset that you're, you know, you're just kind of. We're not keeping up with the Joneses kind of people. Mm-mm. But then you get sucked into that of having things and doing this instead of really living life and experiencing life. And we just had that conversation kind of checking ourselves and, and our life together and where that's headed. Like, And we'd be like, I'm not like that. That's not really what I want. And I'm not either. Yeah. Like, why are we doing it? Yeah. And so and it was nice. It, it was a system. great conversation because it was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad we feel the same way. Yeah. And let's adjust some things because I don't care about that. Do you care about that? Nope. Have and to be a rebel, man. Be a rebel. Yeah. It's so weird that that we would get sucked into that and go against who we really are and what we really feel. But it's just really easy to do. Well, I think when you have kids, too, I don't know if you feel this way. You probably do. But um, when you have kids, too, you have to focus on it even harder because your kids, like if they go to a school, they will get sucked in even more because they have young little fragile brains and they're surrounded by all these other kids and teachers and, and all of this stuff. And so if you're not an engaged parent so that you not only let them go to school for a formal education, but you keep educating them when they come home, like you're doing them an injustice Mm -hmm. because then you're just raising a little zombie to walk around. Like you have to, we're all busy. We're all, you know, we all, like you said, there are things that we all have to do um, just, just for survival. But you really have to pour that into your kids as well because they're at a fragile time in their life. And it's easy for them to come home and like, well, I want these shoes or I want these pants and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's important to teach them like what really matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want that just because 
that's what the popular kids are wearing mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's not what makes you good enough. Mm-hmm. What's in your heart and how you treat people. That's what makes you good enough. Mm-hmm. You can have the shoes and you can have the cool, whatever you can have the latest phone, but like, don't confuse it with what actually matters. Cause that is nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I mean that's me a chills. good lesson. That's a good lesson. That's good for- preaching, Christy. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good lesson for adults too, though. I mean, it, it is so true that somebody said to me the other day, and this isn't to pick on any person, but it's just the different you know types of parenting, and and I'm just using this to build on. Somebody said I keep them away from all the messed up people. <laughs> and I get, of course, we want to protect our kids and keep them in the right crowds and things like that. But what's more important to me is not to keep Dax away like it's the negative and positive. It's not to keep him away from the bad people. It's to give him the understanding to make that choice for himself. Yeah. To make him understand who your crowd is. And like you said, why do you want those shoes? I mean, sometimes obviously they just want some cool shoes, whatever, but you know, to really give him the tools because to me, and I mean, I don't know anything about parenting. If you think, you know, stuff, just have a kid. And you don't realize realize just how dumb you you are anything, (laughs) but I do try to grow in my parenting. Like I try and everything else. And, and it's more important to me because when he's out of the house and he's grown, he's going to run into the bad people and the negative people and the, you know, the, the people that, that aren't good for his soul. Yeah. And to be able to be, again, going back to awareness, I just want to give him the tools for that. You so know, I don't want to protect him from all of it. Yeah. I mean, the mama side of me does, trust of me. Course. I want to just, you know, cover him up and not let I mean, him I want to put a bubble anything bad. My, I want to put a bubble around my 17 year old driving right now. Cause she's been yeah. driving her and her little brother to school. And I'm just like, can I just put a little bubble mm-hmm. around you and float you to school? Mm-hmm. I can't. Oh yeah. But yeah. You but can't. anyway, like that, that's the thing is, and it's the same way with us. We're going to have that negativity. We're going to have all that, but to have the tools and be aware of those things is, is everything. Yeah. So like when I'm, when I'm trying to be aware, I ask myself, you know, it makes this comment make more sense now. Who am I? Yeah. Like, no, That's who's good. the real me? Yeah. Like if you strip everything away, would people say nice things about me? Like it would, would that other person say nice things about me? You know, you know, this is going to sound really morbid and I'm not a morbid person, but this is just what goes on in my mind. Sometimes I think about when I'm doing like what what you just said, when I'm doing like some self-examination and practicing awareness and thinking about the kind of person that I want to be and the kind of growth I want to have in my life. Sometimes I think about if I was dead and people were coming to my funeral and they were reading my eulogy. Isn't that what it's called? Your eulogy? Um, that thing that they write about you after you're gone that says all the good things or what kind of person you were. Sometimes I think about like, what would I be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Like, what kind of an impact do I want to leave on the world and the people that knew me? You know, and that to me puts it into perspective really fast because I'm like, oh, it kind of makes you realize the things that really matter to you and the things you really want to focus on when you do that. And like I said, it's not something you want to think about all the time because it is a bit morbid. But it also puts it into perspective to think, well, 
you know, if I died tomorrow, this is how I would want people to remember me. And this is the kind of impact that I would like to leave behind. I don't think that's morbid at all. Obviously, if you dwell on it day and night, I think that is a very good question. The actual thing I was about to lead into is to say, if I was no longer here, what kind of impact have I left? No, I love it because you didn't even know I was going to say that. And you said this might be morbid. I don't think it is. I think that that's that. First of all, it's realistic. Yeah, we know what happens at the end of life. Mm -hmm. And it also puts things into perspective that we we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And what kind of impact am I having now? Not if I died 20 years from now, if I died tomorrow. Well, if you think that that speech at your funeral might not be the best one, yeah. then then that's still a good question to ask yourself if you're in that deep meditational self-awareness place because you have to ask yourself the hard questions or the morbid questions. And that's exactly what I was going to say just in a different way. Like yeah. what kind of impact if you left this earth tomorrow would you have and um, how would you want to be remembered? And then once you get to that place of kind of dissecting yourself, then ask yourself that question like, okay, then if you come up with like, I have so many times, I don't like who I've been or mm-hmm. I don't like what they might say. Then who do I want to be? Yeah. Because we get so caught up in just going through the motions, but ask yourself, well, then who do I want to be? And realize you have the power to change that. Yeah. And you can tap into that side of yourself that, that will take control and will take those steps forward. And that is in a nutshell for me, like that whole self-awareness process is kind of asking myself the hard questions, but then I have to get by myself because I am kind of a social person. And a lot of times that's not always the best thing. I need to yeah. sit with myself yeah. in quiet and peace. Well, and you know, I'm the exact opposite of that. Like I love my alone time and sometimes I will get too deep into that and I'll be like, Oh, I better go see another person because I'm, yeah, I have my alone time her. and then I want to go tell somebody about my alone time. <laughs> <laughs> I like my alone time too. I really do. But know. you know how we're different in that way. Okay. So, um, Let's kind of um, switch gears just a little bit, mm-hmm. talking about the same subject. But let's talk about, like, the reality of personal growth and one of the... Okay, so yet again, we had a technical difficulty. <laughs> it just cut us off. Okay, so what I was saying is, is I feel really bad now. My heart goes out to, to people because sometimes Steve and I talk and we're like, we don't even know how some people are surviving right now because rent... Um, interest, everything is so expensive right now. And so I know it's a difficult time, but stressors, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you're having a disagreement at work or you hate your boss or um, what are some other stressors? Your kids are driving you crazy or your kid's doing bad in school or... Um, or your health is not the way that you it, want it to be. Yes. You're not feeling good. You're not getting, like Christy, enough sleep at night. That yeah. is very stressful on a very... <laughs> like scientific level, it literally raises yes. your cortisol levels and causes you more stress. So so whatever the stressor may be, that is something that will, will be hard for you and it will make your personal growth a little bit harder. And I think for me, when I'm stressed about something, the thing that helps me kind of overcome that and get my mind into a different place is to look at it for what it is 
to take it a day at a time and say, okay, this is the situation. Now, let me look at this. Can I do anything about this right now? Is this something I can change? First of all, that's the first question. That's is a great this place something, to start. Yeah. Is, this, is, this, is this something I can change? Like, for instance, if, if it's a work thing, if you hate your boss, hopefully you don't hate them, but you might. Mm-hmm. Um, can I change this? Well, maybe. You could go get another job, but are you in a place to do that right now? Mm-hmm. If you're not, then you have to let that go because if it's something you can't change, like, you know, if you're friend is like cheating on their spouse or doing something that that's stressing you out or whatever can you change something that another person is doing mm-hmm. no that's not in your wheelhouse that's mm-hmm. not your deal that's not your journey as our friend terry says mm-hmm. um so that's the first step is to look at whatever is stressing you and say can i change this now if it's something like if you're having if you're going through a hard time with your spouse that may be something you can change And if it is something you can change, then you look at it and say, okay, what is my part? What is my part in this? Mm -hmm. Because there may only be parts you can change. That's right. Work on those. That's right. Identify what you can change. And, you know, sometimes I make a list. I just make a little list in my phone that Mm -hmm. says, okay, I need to do this and this and this. Just as to refresh my brain because our brains are so busy and we have so many things, you know, going on at any given moment. But if it's something you can change, figure out your part, like you said, and focus on that and try to let the other go. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's just like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. So that, to me, um, with stressors, that's, that's one of the, I think, fastest, best ways to approach something like that. Well, yeah, yeah, that kind of gives you the answer of at least if you're going to be stressed, what's worth stressing over? Right, (laughs) right, right. Well, I mean, you know, you may still continue to stress over the things you can't change. But also, I think there's some resolve with realizing the things you can change. For me, again, how you react to, to those things, because I, for one, when I get stressed, if I identify those things I can change and I concentrate my energy on that, it does give me some resolve. Yes. You know, it, it doesn't take the stress away completely, but how you choose to like channel that energy and put your energy into the things that you can't change instead of the things, it really does decrease stress. And it kind of gives you like kind of a wake up call like, well, can you change that? So what are you doing then? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I like, I like that one. Um, I definitely think that um, this is less deep than what you just said. But also, sometimes when I'm feeling stressed, I will try to organize. It helps me organize my yeah, thoughts. And, and and for me, it, it's very de-stressing because just organizing and laying out things in a certain way that feels easy yeah. <laughs> because stress yeah. is not easy. So if I can simplify other things around me, I feel like it simplifies my thought process and kind of clears out that clutter um, from my brain. I've, I've seen a lot of stuff lately that people were saying your room is a reflection, like your bedroom. I think your whole everything is a reflection of kind of how your mind works. But um, uh oh, 
<laughs> I don't, it doesn't have to be good or bad. I mean, you know, sometimes it, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody's I'll share something with you in a minute. But I saw a lot of stuff lately that's like your bedroom is a reflection of how, where the state of your mind. And even though I think there are some, you know, give and take, there's some give and take to that. But I, I, I feel for me when I organize things and I kind of, like you said, we have so much going on and a lot of stress comes with that. The more I can kind of organize things around me and simplify that, then it does, again, de- decrease my stress. No, that's great. Um, that's actually, in my life, has been a huge stressor for me at times is like clutter and an organization because mm-hmm. I have tended to be a pack rat. I tend to be unorganized. <laughs> I've gotten better as I've gotten older, yeah, but that's, that yeah. has, that is something that I have struggled with since I was a, a little kid. Like, you know, I, I, I've had a hard time getting rid of things like, oh, but you know, so-and-so gave that to me mm-hmm. or, you know, I did that when I was a kid or whatever. Um, but you know, it gets easier the older you get, at least it has for me. It gets easier to let things go that don't really, you know, what's that Marie Kondo condo? Condo, I think, but I'm not You know, sure. like, does it spark joy? Mm-hmm. Does it, does it, is it something that's really important to mm-hmm. me or not? Yeah. But yeah, clutter is a huge thing. And so what I was going to tell you when I said, uh-oh, um, you know, I've told you this, but I've been on a mission recently mm-hmm. and I have taken, I have put in, uh, put in? <laughs> that's a I've, good one. Yeah. I've put a lot of things on the back burner recently and I have, like, been going through my entire house. So we, before Shepard was born, we did this with our basement. Mm-hmm. Our basement was like... Um, A landfill. Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I can say Steve. that I'm your sister. Steve is a pack rat, too. So between the two of us and our years of just crap, we had so much stuff in our basement. And so we had been talking about for years and years and years, oh, we want to finish the basement. We want to finish the basement. Then every time we would think about it, we'd be like, oh, my God, no, we, have to go, we have to go clean it out first. But then we finally, Shepard, like, my friend told me that all I needed was to get pregnant a long time ago because then I would have done everything that I'd been but putting off in my life. did it fast, too. We did. So... We did that in the basement. It felt so good. Our basement now is like an Airbnb down there. It's great. I love your basement. It's like my favorite (laughs) place in your whole house. It's great. So, but it made me want to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when Steve and I merged our relationships, so there were things in the house that had been here since he built the house. Mm -hmm. And then I brought everything for my life in. And then we've got the kids and all of that. So, you know, you just, you accumulate so much stuff over time. But anyway, all of that aside, I've been taking like every drawer, every closet, every room in my house and totally decluttering like the the thrift store and the places I donate to have been so happy to see me because I've been taking them so much stuff. But I say all that because for me, it's like a huge weight being lifted. I was going to say, how do you feel now? I bet you feel so much better. You know, and like in our kitchen, we had three of one thing and we would always use the one that we liked the best and the other two just sat there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have this? So it feels, it, it also saves you so much time. It doesn't take your energy looking for something or just seeing that. Like if I see something and it's cluttered or it's not, or like, you know, cl- close a door and it looks good. But then when you open it up, it's like, oh, is something going to fall out? Monica's closet. Exactly. Um, so yeah, organ- what that does is if you organize and declutter your space, 
it automatically declutters and organizes your mind. It makes that so much easier. Yeah. And to add on to that, it, it gives you somewhere to put your energy too. And sometimes we get that stressful energy built up where we're just concentrating on the stresses. And a lot of times if you Mm -hmm. spend that energy doing something productive, whether it's at work, at home, you know, in your, just your bedroom or your office, it, it does give you something positive to focus your energy on. And there is a sense of accomplishment when you're done and you just, you just feel better. So since you said something that you struggle with, this next thing I think can be help you with stress too, is I've struggled with a lot asking for help. I've always been that person that's like, oh, I'll help you, but like, I'll be fine. I'm not going to ask for help. And I've gotten better with that. I still have a long way to go, but that's what we're here for. We're not just meant to sit there alone in our stress. And I mean, not that you should tell everybody every little thing that stresses you, but like just to ask for help and say, whether it's you just need to talk to someone, whether it's professional help, and maybe you're struggling with some things that you need to sort out with a professional, anything, Mm -hmm. your spouse, just to be like, I'm really struggling, I'm really stressed. That is very, um, for me, it's, 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 it's weird that I'm like that because I'm such a like connect to people person. Mm-hmm. And then I will disconnect myself by not asking for help in my struggles and in my stress. Right. So I think that's another good while we're on the subject of stressors, a way to combat and to feel some connection and to kind of whew, take yeah. a breath, you know, yeah. just to ask for help and talk mm-hmm. to someone about how you're feeling and why you're feeling stressed. That's, that's such a good point. I think there are so many people that are like that. I'm the same way. I, I've, you know, I don't like to ask for help. It's gotten easier now. Mm-hmm. I, it seems like everything gets easier as I get older. I mean, by the time I'm 60, I ought to be like good at everything. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. You'll arrive. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. So yeah, the, you know, stressors, I mean, there are so many of them out there and the, the important thing is to like identify whatever it is that's stressing you out. Determine if you can change it or if you can't, if you play a part in it. If you can change it, do something about it. If you can't, let it go because you're just zapping your energy. And then what was the other? It was yours, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you're not in my mind? What? What? So, um, yeah, ask for help. But identifying the stressors, I think. And then that's where it starts. That's where and it then, starts. Then you can kind of move down from yeah, there and yeah. some of the stuff. And of course, there's a, a lot to add to that that we can't add. Everybody has their own little ways of working out the stress. But well, and you just said, ask for help. Talk to somebody mm-hmm. that that kind of like goes back to your circle. And you and me are always really big about this. Mm-hmm. Your circle matters so much. Your circle being the people that you surround yourself with, you your family, your friends, with. yeah, your coworkers, whoever it may be. Um, you know, and first of all, some people in your circle, you don't really have like, it may be family or it may be a coworker. You don't really have a choice whether or not to be around that person. But if it's somebody who really brings you down, have you ever been, have you ever been just feeling great and having the best day? And then you get around somebody and by the time you leave their presence, you feel like the life has been drained out of you and you feel like you want to go like drink a bottle of wine or either go to sleep or Mm -hmm. like go binge watch something on Mm -hmm. Netflix just to get like 
get them out of your head. Mm-hmm. Like that's not That's an good. extreme example, Christy. <laughs> I hope that y'all don't have circles like that. But yes, in all seriousness, I have been around people like that. I was just trying to. Do your friends suck? <laughs> do they bring you down to the darkest point in your life? You need new friends. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know what you're saying. But yes, I have been around people like that. So anyway, what I was saying is don't be around those people. <laughs> No, in all seriousness. We went from deep to just <laughs> not so deep. You know, sometimes, though, you have you do have to be around somebody for a certain amount of time. You don't really have a choice in the matter. But you don't necessarily have to deeply engage with that person. Mm-hmm. And you can control a lot of times how much. I mean, you can't control who, who your family is. Mm-hmm. You can't control who your boss is. But you can control how much time that you choose to spend with those people. And if it's somebody who brings you down or makes you feel worse, like it's different if somebody's having a problem and they like really need to vent to you or they need advice or whatever, that might might drag you down just a little bit because it takes a lot out of you to a lot of times to be there for somebody and to really try to give of yourself to help them. That's not what I'm talking about. You should do that for the people that you love and care about. But if it's somebody that just consistently brings you down and makes you feel like a pile of trash. Then. <laughs> here, here you go again. What Are you, your friends what you trash? <laughs> what is it? You always say like um, a dumpster fire. Yeah. 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 If they make you feel like a dumpster fire, then. Yeah. Go on down the road. Well, and chances are that if those people are making you feel that way, it's probably a very one-sided relationship anyway. Because I find with people that are giving people and that are personal growth people, they're not going to drain you because it's not going to be take, take, take. And their presence isn't going to be one sided. Yeah. And so that is a, like a serious red flag anyway, in any relationship, if it's just all about them and they're just pulling the energy from you rather than giving it back, uh, which obviously is the point you were trying to make, but that is a a very, (laughs) there's your sign that, That person is maybe not the best person to be in your circle. Well, and I've had to cut people out of my life. And sometimes you just have to do that. Um, But your circle matters so much. You know, they say the five people you spend the most time around, you're the average of those five. So if you really get honest with yourself and think about that, like I've been in a situation before where I did that and I'm like, oh, no, like I don't want to be the average of that. And it's nothing against those people. It's just that I want better for myself. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it is. So Maybe good. it is. Maybe it is. People are going to well, hate me. Um, it's it's hard to grow past people because sometimes you have people and there's this sense of loyalty. Well, they've been in my life for 20 years. Right. But it doesn't mean that they deserve a permanent place in your circle. And, and I think we get caught in between with that. We're like, oh, well... But, but you have to ask yourself the hard questions. And sometimes it's a lonely place, personal growth is. It's a lonely place. And you may have to sit in that place with yourself because let me tell you a good way to find out if you're in the right circle. Grow. Oh, Grow. Yeah. Yeah. Dive into that personal growth. Mm-hmm, Don't good. worry so much about who your crowd is initially. Like it starts with us, right? That mm-hmm. awareness, that recognition within ourselves grow we could give a lot of tips but probably the the one that that I am most concerned with is start growing Mm -hmm. and becoming that person and see how comfortable your crowd is with that yeah that's and that sadly 
is a lot of times what weeds things out for you mm-hmm. because you will notice things like, you know, if they're the right kind of person, they'll they they'll want to probably ask you about that and say you're different and and like you're you're doing mm-hmm. you're getting better like that's great. And that's when you help them grow. That's right. You don't just cut them off. Oh, well, you're not as good as me. Yeah. It's not about judgment, but go ahead and grow and focus on yourself and see if that friend comes in. They're jealous and you've changed. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you (laughs) that will, I mean, it will be like, you can see it very clearly then. That's right. Well, and you know, I think I told you this earlier, like I, I would rather have one good friend that I know that I can trust and that will support me in my personal development and in my growth and in my um, journey to being the best person that I can be. I would rather have one person that truly loves me for me and is there to support me in that than 10 fake friends that are going to talk about you behind your back Mm -hmm. and that are not really going to support you um, I, I, but I like what you said. Somebody who's meant to be in your circle will grow with you. Mm-hmm. They will grow with you. And you can be on the other end of that too, mm-hmm. you know, with your self-awareness. When someone starts to grow, don't be that person for them too. Let them take take you with them. Don't That's be right. so prideful that you can't say, how did you do that? Yeah. Like grow with them. Mm-hmm. And if they are in the right place in their personal growth, they'll be like, yeah, they're going to love to share that with you and bring you along because chances are they don't want to lose you. It, it's it's a hard decision to make. And it's not like we want to be like, oh, they're not as good as me. Cut you out. That's hard. So, you know, you want to take those people with you and, and create that group. And if you can amongst the people you're with, awesome. And if you're already in that group, even even better. But that's how you're going to thrive and that's how you're going to help others thrive. Well, like look at it this way. If there's something you really want to do in your life, find a person that's doing that. That's like the best Mm -hmm. at doing that. If you want to find somebody like we love our friend Launchus, Mm -hmm. you know, he's trained us numerous times. If you want to be like in the best physical shape, find somebody who is in fantastic shape that can help you. If you want to, you know, if you want to be the most organized person, find somebody who is super organized. If you want to, if you want to, you know, be inspired, find, find somebody who's super inspired, you know, whatever the case may be. I, I love that. Like mm-hmm. if, if like, if you're the best at everything, then you can't grow. Mm-mm. So, and you're not the best at everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the thing is, nobody is, is, is just, you're not, <laughs> Especially I mean, me. I'm not that, no, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> directed towards you but you know know. we're not the best at everything that's why it takes all of us I mean it's not you know be good at the things that you're good at obviously strive for new skills and and grow but also you're never going to be the best at everything and that's that's great you can all have your place in that circle well and that also goes um you know when you when you go through something and you grow past that and you become a better person um, give back to the other people. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the thing of like, um, you know, if, if you've walked through a fire mm-hmm. and made it out, get a bucket, pour some water on it and grab the hand of the person that's still in the fire and bring them out. Mm-hmm. Like give back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's why we're here. That's like, that's, we're supposed to be here to love and support one another and to help each other. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer that, 
we go through things in lives and in lives you may have many sounds good Uh, we go through things in life and struggles and trials (laughs) still laughing sorry i know i'm so weird um but this is a good point wait so we go through things in life in order to help other people because like unless you've ever been through a specific thing you can never fully understand somebody who is going through that same thing you can never fully help them get through that because you can't relate to them I don't care what you say if you've never gone through what a person is going through you can't help them Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't pray for them you can't speak inspiring words to them but you can't truly relate to them on that same level unless you've been through. That's why I think we suffer and go through the things that we do so that we can help other people get through that. I agree 100%. And I mean, I know there are a lot of people that probably would disagree, but and I know it's a fad. Y'all, I'm talking about Yellowstone. I feel like everybody in the world's watched it. But I love, there was a little piece um, where John Dutton was leaned up against this fence and a, a tragedy had happened. And he said, I think that's the whole purpose of tragedy is so that we can help someone else who's been through the same tragedy. Otherwise, there's no point for tragedy because it is hurtful and it's sorrowful. Mm-hmm. And But we grow through that. He didn't say it in these words, so whatever. If you're a Yellowstone fan, <laughs> hush. <laughs> but like, No, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it verbatim, but I was like, that hit home home with me and I was like, that is so true because how how much different does it feel for someone to say, I'm sorry, and, and that's good, and I'm praying for you. Not that that's great, but how much more meaningful and connected is it, and how much more can you help someone when they say, or how can they help you when they say, I've been there. Let me tell you my story, mm-hmm. but look, I came out the other side. That makes you... Like that's proof and you believe and it and it lifts you up in a different way. Not mm-hmm. that you don't appreciate the sympathies and the support, but that's like you have. Yeah. I mean, that's a different level. Yeah. How how did you mm-hmm. get how did you get through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. But like we said in the beginning, it's you have to have those things because you wouldn't be able to help that person. You have to have those tragedies, that negativity, because that's what makes the good so good and allows you to do something good and redeem that tragedy by helping someone else. I like it. Okay. Speaking of Yellowstone. Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's talk about Rip. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to comment on Kevin Costner because I was never a huge Kevin Costner fan. Same. I never thought he was like super hot or anything. Same. Until I watched Yellowstone. I'm like, he's older than he's ever been. And he's hotter than he's ever been now. And there's Kevin something Costner about will his... never listen to our podcast, but he would probably be offended by that on some level. But anyway, well, no, I'm just like we've I'm never sorry, thought Kevin. He was hot. No, no, he no, he no, was no, always okay. like, yeah, he's never gonna listen, Christy. Who cares? You don't have to rephrase it. I was just making a comment. Go ahead. Not that he's not a nice looking man. No. He's just never appealed to me in the way that Same. he he did as John or he does as John he does in as Yellowstone. He does, girl. <laughs> I'm with you. All I the mean, way. there's just something about his character that's just, yeah, I like it. I want to keep talking about this, but we're trying to talk about personal growth. Yeah, that's um, been a great show. It I has, think. and it was kind of fad like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody's jumping on the. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I like it. 
I'm on the fad. Um, but anyway, I loved that. I loved those little pieces of wisdom. And he's real attractive when he says them. So that helps me. It really helps it resonate with me it, in a yeah, different yeah, sort of way you in a different when he's way. wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. But anyway. <clears throat> um, okay. Where were we? <laughs> Oh, we so, were we were finishing up on having your circle and, yeah. and helping others and there things like that. There are a lot like of good looking men on that show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, so why don't we give some personal growth tips, like some things that, and when I say tips, I, these are tips that um, are tried and true mm-hmm. by Christy and Beth. Mm-hmm. These are things like that I do in my everyday personal development life and journey these are the things that work for me and that make life make sense and that help me be a better person. Now, it is a journey. I say journey because it is a journey because just the other day I did something and I was very disappointed in myself. And I had to um, I had to take a little bit of time to like pray and say, you know what? I don't really like that I did that. Like mm-hmm. I want to be better than that. That's not the kind of person I want to be. This was recently. So, I mean, let me first of all say, these are tips. Do I do all of these 100% of the time? I do not. I mess up. And I know you mess up because I see you do it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you have honest (laughs) friends, too, that will call you out. Yes, I mess up all the time. But what this is, is like we were talking about, if you walk through a fire, like help the person behind you Mm -hmm. that's still there. That's what this is. These mm-hmm. are things that you and I practice, and that's what this whole podcast is about anyway, by the way. It is, and we're not professionals. We're mm-hmm. not, I mean, this is just tried and true things from two sisters who stumble all the time, mm-hmm. who love to laugh and live life, who try to grow and be the best we can be, mm-hmm. who think Kevin Costner looks good on <laughs> Yellowstone, that... that we, the trial and error, like when Christy says, these are like, these are things we've been through and we don't, we don't, or that we try to practice. And obviously I don't even know what's all in here, but I can tell you that I definitely don't do all of it well all the time. <laughs> but, um, you know, having these things for me, when, when somebody else tells me things, like we listen to other podcasts all the time mm-hmm. and, you know, we love books and things like that, but you know, it's good to remind ourselves so us saying this stuff out loud is a good reminder to me too because as you said I don't do everything good all the time so (laughs) anyway well we can't all be good all the time right can we maybe we can John Dutton can (laughs) okay I'm done what about Rip Rip definitely can (laughs) you know um there is the the last the the last part of the final season. Oh my god! I thought <laughs> you were moving on. And it is coming out this let's fall. Let's just talk right? about Yellowstone, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. I think the the there's like another half of the last season that's supposed mm-hmm. to come out this fall sometime, and then it's over with. Mm-hmm. So, oh well. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Okay, so back to um, the personal growth tips. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, for me, this is this is number one on my list because this is where everything else in my life trickles down from. This is where it starts for me always. If I get off track, no matter what, like this is where everything in my life starts. And that is with 
prayer and meditation. Both, one or the other, whatever works for you. Like, everything doesn't work for everybody. For me, it's prayer and it's meditation. Um, It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. But making that like a daily practice, even if it's you only do a minute of each, even if you combine the two, a lot of times I do that, like prayer and meditation, like kind of coincide into one thing. Um, But having some sort of a daily practice that you make that a priority and a routine. For me, it's in the morning. Now, sometimes I get a little sidetracked and it might be a little later in my morning because like I said, my organization is a work in progress. But if you can make this part of your daily practice, it's huge. Why? Because prayer and meditation, to me, that is where you silence your mind or your monkey brain as they call it. And you dig deep within yourself and you reach out for that thing that is bigger than you, that you're a part of. But it's the thing that connects all of us and connects you with with God and everything that matters. So that prayer meditation is just a moment where you quiet your mind and you dig down and you think about the things and focus on the things that really matter. And you kind of set your tone for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year. Boom, that's all I got on that. I, I don't really have anything to add because that is 100% the way I feel. I know we're different in a lot of ways, but I, I for sure have to connect with God in that way to even feel connected to anything. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I will add is like the prayer meditation thing. The reason that's important to me, you know, people think of meditation in, in this guru sense of, of whatever, and that's totally fine. I'm just saying that when I really need to connect and I really need to pray, sometimes I need the meditation first to quiet everything. Mm -hmm. And that's where I find God in that connectivity is in that quiet space. When I quiet, quiet everything down so that I can hear him and he can hear me and we can talk. It's like being in a crowded room and yelling. You're not going to have a real meaningful conversation with your friend if everything's yelling. And so that for me is the meditation part of just that quiet and the prayer, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm with you 100% I, there. I told, um, I told our dad not long ago because um, not too long ago, I told my whole family, I was like, look, I need the weekend to myself. I will be in this house. I will not be disconnected from y'all all weekend. But during the day, I need part of the day through the weekend to get by myself, to pray, to meditate. But I told our dad, I was like, we were doing something and I said, okay, I'm going to go spend the weekend. I got to go be still. He's like, what? I was like, I have to go be still. I said, I have to get everybody else's thoughts out of my mind. I've got to get all of that out and see if I have an original thought left. (laughs) Like, you know, like I have to, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that meditation. That, um, that meditation part is just too quiet all of the other voices even and all see if of you the can other... anymore exactly exactly <laughs> like, just it's so important everything yeah it's, it's hard. hard it is hard mm-hmm. it is hard okay so we kind of already talked about this the organization and decluttering your space I think that's huge um it doesn't have to be like I'm sure there are so many more people that are so much more uncluttered and and more organized that I have been in my life but um, you know, sometimes for some people, it may just be like organizing a drawer mm-hmm. 
or organizing your bathroom or, or you know, um, doing a closet purge, whatever it is. It may not be a whole house like I've been doing, um, but it helps. It mm-hmm. totally helps you so much in your life. And uh, prioritizing your physical and mental health. Um, obviously, personal growth is part of your mental health, but you have to have certain things in place like your physical health to, to help you get there and prioritizing that. If you are a healthy person that already has your health even better, but if you can exercise, if you can, you know, do these things like the prayer and meditation to help you stay connected and mentally healthy, the food that you put into your body, you know, the sleep you get, obviously we, we can't all control the sleep that we get or that we don't get. But if you offset that with good food and exercise, I promise you will still feel better. That's right. Again, the things we can change and we can take control of. And that's a hard thing too. Just like you want your house to be organized, but man, that's a lot of effort. I got a lot of junk to go through. It is effort, but it's effort with a reward. Yeah. And just taking care of your, your, uh, prioritizing well, your fit, physical and of course mental health. And, and like you said, priority is the key word because yeah, it is a lot. All of this is a lot. It takes effort. It's mm-hmm. not just easy peasy like, oh, let me just grow as a person and everything's so easy in my life. Prioritize and priorities. That's like the key word here because yeah, it's hard to go through and organize. It takes time, but you can spend your time watching Yellowstone or you can go clean out your closet. You know what I mean? Yellowstone. I choose Yellowstone. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. And it's not just exercise and, and that. I mean, it's, maybe you can't exercise. Maybe you're not a person that can exercise. But but the reading, the meditation, Do all of that can. self-care, yeah. prioritize that self-care And it doesn't, if you're not that person or you can't, you're not able to exercise and do those things. There are other ways that you can prioritize self-care so that you can, you know, be the best that you can be in your personal growth. Exactly. Well, another huge thing, I think we're both all about this. I mean, I know we are. Um, Never stop learning. Mm -hmm. Never stop learning. Like I read so many books. Now, I will tell you that. Some books I read all the way, and I might not really get anything out of that book except like one thing. There might be one thing in that book that just really speaks to me. But like I said earlier, I think if you're searching for something, I think you will find that. And it may be one sentence in a whole book, Mm -hmm. but it's just what you needed. So I think um, reading and learning, there are so many ways. It's so much easier now to access everything. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing and a bad thing. But if you look at it on a positive note, there are so many ways now that you can read and learn. And I mean, online learning, there are so many options out there that weren't there 20 years ago. I mean, it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And keep, keep an open mind when you do that. Dad and I were talking about this the other day that we tend to seek what we agree with. But I'm going to tell you, a developed person will keep an open mind mm-hmm. and pick up a book that maybe you don't agree with. Some people go along so much, well, this is my political view, so I'm only going to watch this channel, mm-hmm. or I'm only going to pick up this material because these are my likes and interests. Broaden your horizons with what you read and listen to, and pick up that book 
or listen to that podcast that maybe has a different take on stuff. Because even though he said this because I said, I was talking about a couple people debating and something that I'd watched. And I was like, you know, I got a lot of good stuff. I don't agree with everything either one of them says. He's like, you're never going to agree with everything Mm -hmm. everybody says. But pull what you can from that and be open to listening to someone else or reading something else Mm -hmm. that maybe doesn't suit your little, you know, way Mm -hmm. of seeing things. Because that's growth and you never know what you could discover. Well... What I have found by doing that is you will, something, you'll read something or hear something that at first may be like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that, but that really rings true to me. I never thought about it that way or, hmm, that makes sense. I'm being a little small, small minded in how I've been viewing that situation. Mm -hmm. That, that is, that is a growth, but you can't, you have to. I like what you said. I mean, you have to have an open mind. Don't go into something with a prejudgment because then you're not, you're you're not going to find what you need. You're not, if you're not open and expecting to get answers and expecting to grow and expecting to get the things that you need, you're, you won't, you won't find them. Yeah. Be open-minded. Kevin Costner might get much <laughs> older and become really attractive to you. See, I'm not going to stop. I said I was going to stop. And if we hadn't been open to that, we would have never discovered that beauty. Do you know that Matthew McConaughey, who is my I boyfriend. I can't even talk about that right now. He is definitely my I boyfriend. I cannot even talk about it. He is going to be doing a, a Taylor Sheridan show. and I know. I, <laughs> I can't even talk about it. Not on this podcast. Yes, I know. I'm very I aware am, of that. I'm, and I'm very excited about that. I can't that. imagine. Um, okay, so accept failure. That is one thing that I am grateful to say through much trying and effort and failure, (laughs) no pun intended, that I have grown past. I used to fear failure so bad. It was like my biggest fear in life. I mean, nobody really likes failure, but failure is part of the process. And if you have a growth mindset, that's part of it. Don't fear failure. Realize you're going to fail. You might fail big. You might fail small. I fail every day. But it's no longer controlling me because that's part of the process. It goes along with everything we're talking about. That's how we learn. And, you know, what's the saying? It's like to, to fail means you've tried. So I don't know. just accepting, that is the tip. Just accept. What are you laughing at? What did I mean? <laughs> you miss? said, what's the saying? I said, I don't know. Oh, payback. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, that's just, that's all on that. That's the tip. Except that failure is part of the process. Yeah, yeah. I, I there was something I was going to add to that, but I don't. I don't think it. Well, I mean, I'm not in your head, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Okay. Um, if you want to feel be- better, if you failed at something and you want to feel better about it, and you want to take it as take it in stride, just Google sometimes successful people who have failed, mm-hmm. and read. All of the stories of some of the all most of famous, yeah, all of them have all just the people who are spoiler very, alert. <laughs> all of the people that are extremely successful, they have failed mostly numerous times before they were successful. And like you said, when you have a growth mindset, you just automatically know that you're mm-hmm. going to fail at some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't fear it anymore, yeah. and that makes me feel like That's I, ha- <clears throat> excuse me, that that is something that I have grown grown past to some extent that I'm like, it's going to happen. 
but I'm going to be okay. That's yeah. part of the process. Well, you know, another thing that kind of goes along with that is change. So, you know, have you ever been, let's just say there's a certain kind of cheese that you like. We'll say cheese because I love cheese. There's this certain brand of cheese that you've eaten your whole entire life. And you're like, this is the best cheese. I'm not going to try any other cheese because this is the best. Why would I change? I already like it. Right. Mm -hmm. But then somebody else comes along and says, oh, my God, you have to try this cheese. It is the best cheese ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you don't ever try that cheese, you're not going to know that you've missed the actual best cheese that you've had up to this point. Mm -hmm. So my whole cheesy point of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I just dad joked so bad. Um, the whole point is don't be afraid of change because change can be scary. To put it on a much bigger level, say you've been in a career that you hate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you liked it at first and you thought that's that's what you went to college for. That's what you've given so much of your life to. But something just doesn't feel right and you're scared to change. I'm not saying quit your job and just start making cupcakes or whatever it is that you really want to do. Maybe. Maybe. Might, maybe, maybe for some people. Some cupcakes. Yeah. That might be maybe. the change. But yeah. I know um, what I'm saying. But. Cupcakes. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Sometimes so, I wonder, look, I wonder, like, we'll have these exchanges on the podcast, but obviously no one can see our expressions. <laughs> and I think sometimes we may sound really rude to each other or whatever, but we're having these expressions and these exchanges. And when we say certain stuff, sometimes I wish that y'all could like see our faces. People say we need to record our podcast. Yeah, I've had several, um, several people say we should video it because, yeah. you know, a lot of people that do podcasts, yeah. they, they record it like audible, audible. Nope. audibly audibly but um but they also like up, upload the video part of it on youtube or their website or whatever so yeah maybe we should do that sometimes mm -hmm. we need to try to look better like i just got back from the gym and i'm still in my workout clothes and i don't look good but <laughs> no anyway. we don't it's just who we are it's authentic um so change yeah so what I, <laughs> what I was gonna say is change is okay and sometimes it's very necessary like when you're talking about personal growth change is inevitable and necessary and it's okay don't be afraid of it don't be afraid of change mm -hmm. that's all that's all I got to say about that well, and this all sums it up to, um, I feel like we've talked for a really long time. If this podcast episode is super long, I'm just going to say we planned it because it's our first one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, that's a lot, but um, <laughs> be honest with yourself above mm -hmm. everything. If you're honest with yourself and you really, you know, it goes back to the awareness, really asking yourself those questions. Just be honest with yourself because denying it's not going to change the truth. No. It's, it's just going to give you a harder road to go down. And I've been there so many times. I still get in that delusion, which is why I say I need to turn off everything and ask myself those questions. Um, really be honest with yourself about who you are and then be honest with yourself about who you want to be and know that you can, you can change that. If it's not who you, who you, if who you are is not who you want to be, <laughs> you can change it. Be who you want to be. You can do it. I'm so hungry. 